Welcome to the Elephant on the Couch, where we're finally addressing what makes us uncomfortable. This is a judgment-free space designed to finally help the elephant in the room get on the couch and start the conversation. So join us. Let's get that elephant on the couch and let's get uncomfortable. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elephant on the Couch. I am your host, Tanya. And I am your co-host, Dulce. We are on episode two, season, season two. two. Thank you if you are back from season one and season two, our loyal loyal listeners. We see you. We appreciate you. When we were recording this episode, we were very close to a thousand. Oh yeah! Downloads. So that made we're me happy. seven listeners shy. So tell people hopefully, to listen to us. my hope is that by the time this is out, we will be. I think it's important to say that like the amount of social media efforts are one hundred percent Tanya and me <laughs> saying I like this one better than that one, but I I think it's important to say that when we are doing these episodes or this podcast we are just allowing the universe to do whatever the universe wants to do we're not spending a lot of money or resources on getting marketing or anything crazy like let's get all these followers and let's become famous i think we've really 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 the essence of this is to just talk Figure out what we have in our heads. Because we don't do that enough for work, being therapists. <laughs> I know, right? We have important things to communicate, guys. Right. A lot to say. It's probably because we allow our clients to talk and talk and talk, and we need to, like, make up right now. That <laughs> was a very therapist observation. <laughs> I can't turn it off, guys. Trust me, it's been a struggle. <laughs> but but I, I'm very proud that we have 993 listeners organically right like and i think some of them were like japan or australia or some random places so that's exciting yeah Yeah. soup cute soups excites soups cute (laughs) (laughs) so how are you doing i am (laughs) you should have seen my face guy this is why we don't do video uh podcast Uh, truth be told It's like I'm in this, like, what are those, like, little carts that you go off-roading in? Uh Uh-huh. Like a quad or, like, a bungee. What are those things called? I don't know. A bungee? A bougie? No. There's a word. I know. I should know this. I'm from Yuma. The struggle of English and Spanish language. I should know this, though. I'm from Yuma. Un cuatro por cuatro. Un cuatro por una Cherokee. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like I'm in in one of those right now in life. And I'm like, what's the... Like, and then things are getting shaken. But, like I said last time, and like I always said, I try to, like, look at the glass half full. That means that things are shifting in my life to fall into place. You're kind of, like, in that area where it's, like, earthquake status, so it can get readjusted. Right. Like, yeah. Like, this is scary, mm-hmm. but I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A good earthquake. I don't know there's such a thing right. as a good earthquake, but I don't think so. But that's that's where I'm at. I think I'm going through some changes. Changes. Oh, I was thinking something else. Shrek. No. Okay. <laughs> but I am doing. I I think despite regardless of going through all of that, I'm really proud of myself because of my perspective. There's a lot of things that are completely outside of my control right now. Um, so I'm trying to shift my focus into the things that I can control, and one of them being my attitude, my perspective, the way I choose to look at the situation. So that's where I'm focusing my energy. Situationships. That's situation. Entanglements. <laughs> so that's where I'm choosing to focus my energy, and I think that on itself is very therapeutic and brings a lot of peace yeah. to myself. I th- I'm proud of myself. I'm really taking it like a champ. I'm proud of you. Hello. I'm patting myself and on the back. And you didn't answer with, I'm doing good. I know. I I'm really so had to proud stop. of you. I really had to stop and think about that. But how are you doing? I think I'm in, I think the shakiness already happened. Oh. I think I'm in the readjusting phase. One-upping me over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a really good visual for my brain to like identify where I'm at. Um... I think um, in those spaces, and I said situationships and entanglements because of our last episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I think 
I am identifying patterns and I'm not ready to make the jump of like moving the stuff where it needs to mm-hmm. go, but I'm identifying it now. I'm right. not in the shaky spot anymore. I've been talking about growing pains, but I, I feel like I already, I'm in a stable place. Mm-hmm. I'm in a stable place now. Now it's just a matter of like prepping to do the jumps. Mm-hmm. But that's that's important because in therapy we always say how we want our clients to be in a safe space to be able to open these boxes of things that they need to work on, right? That stabilization and mm-hmm. regulation mm-hmm. stage, and that's huge. The yeah, fact that you're there. I I was just telling uh, my significant other, you know, I'm going to a chiropractor. I I hurt my back. I'm old. This is thirty. <laughs> I know, right? Welcome to your thirties. And he's like, "Don't be blowing so much money." But one of the things that I said was. You know, I've never in my entire 30 years been able to have such a good financial stability where Mm -hmm. I get to just splurge money on myself. Right. And I'm not talking about a purse or clothes or anything. I mean, like, consistent therapy, consistent chiropractor, consistent massages. Like, Mm -hmm. I think my self-care has always been my nails. Mm -hmm. But that's like, meh. You know, like, it's not, like, actual working on myself. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him, like, I feel like I finally have the luxury to do that. And I've been doing it for, like... sad. That art. Thanks. No, not for you. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, shit. Thanks, friend. No, I mean, like, because as you're saying this, I'm thinking, like, I mean, this is going to be political. Take it for what it is. But the fact that we live in a fucking first world country... You know what I mean? And having this luxury, quote unquote, to like invest in your health, like access to healthy food, to a chiropractor, alternative medicine. Like we're stuck with like take an ibuprofen for your back pain. But if you don't want to go that route and you want to invest in something more sustainable, long term and natural, it has to be an investment. That's the piece where it's like how fucking sad it's not that you're doing it. (laughs) I'm proud that you're investing in yourself. (laughs) But or, or that or that. You know, I've always prioritized everyone else right. instead of me, mm-hmm. you know, which is a very Latino thinking. Yeah. Like, let me take care of everyone and then last me. And so being able to say, you know what? I'm going to be going to the chiropractor regularly. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be going for 30 days now. I bought the package. I'm like pretty... every single day? Yes, bitch. I'm so... Every single day yes. you're going to get an adjustment. Yes. Well, that's commitment. Not only financially, but time too. I mean, I shout out to the chiropractor. He's amazing. But is that a thing, though? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to wait a little bit in between sessions, appointments? Uh, Depends on what kind of adjustment they're doing. Hmm. This is a certified <laughs> doctor. I looked him up and everything. Because we'll me. invite him on the podcast to let us know why. Yeah, right? But, I, yeah, I'm doing that with, with him. And then I'm doing therapy. And we're trying to eat healthier and all these other things so like it it feels good to finally like prioritize myself i guess i don't know yeah anyways and i can't believe we're like in september already dude that is insane like las fiestas patrias pozole pan de muerto halloween thanksgiving christmas tamales are coming shout out to halloween that's my best friend ready get ready to feast Yes, I'm because excited. we haven't been feasting for the last eight months during this quarantine. <laughs> but now we have a legit excuse. <laughs> it is not an emotional response. You know? <laughs> oh, quarantine is going to be easier now because yes, it's cold. Hopefully. And but you're scared of the flu. Go get your flu shots, guys, before it's mid-September. Because, oh, this is probably going to be released by mid-September. Yeah, probably. But it is. I mean, it is flu season. Technically, I guess it kicked off today here so in today, arizona yeah it's so flu season officially flu shots so that the if COVID you believe doesn't... in vaccines go get your shot if you don't take some turmeric or whatever you believe in uh to boost your immune system it's actually ginger root ginger i don't know clearly I'm yeah not. no i'm definitely one of those so it's garlic ginger cinnamon I can go on longer. And people, I, eucalyptus have that shit all over your house, boiling, ladies I, and gents. I can testify. I can testify to the efficacy, efficacy, efficacy of garlic. <laughs> my father takes a, a thing of garlic every yeah, single chews. day. He chews it. My dad chews it like nothing. Oh no, my dad just like swallows it like with water. But he swears by that thing, and I think it helps. I think I, I see progress. I, can, I, can I see. have a nurse friend who actually puts garlic in her tequila. 
Ugh. and lets it like Ugh. sit throughout the I mean, year. I love However, the smell and of they garlic. take a, they, she takes a shot of a garlic and tequila and she never gets sick throughout the year. She's she swears by it too. My mom had one with a cocoa. Like a coconut, you put whatever and then pff, this is hardcore, but you put it like under like the dirt. <laughs> you like, tierras, uh-huh. like you bury it. Uh-huh for like i don't know like, the longer you keep it there the better it is but it becomes like a syrup for like cuff oh. and it's like legit too Ooh. but it's like this like mexican old, old tale school, situation yeah. remedies but there's a lot of them out i there. dude plants where do you think people get their medicine from yeah. plants i just got my first savila hey, now i'm like a certified you mexican. Are legit a mexican <laughs> here's your card i know i took it off earlier <laughs> i have All a right. savila at home so i'm solid so this week, what are we talking about? We're going from garlic <laughs> and remedies <laughs> to introducing Ooh. today's topic, which is sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Anyways, so we're going to um, be talking, not sex specifically per se, because very complex, but today's episode is more focused around virginity, what society that means, norms, the expectations that society has on people, both genders and any gender in between, when it comes to that virginity piece. And of course, we're throwing in our spice of Latinos and sex because we always do that. Mm-hmm. I guess Mexicans. I think when we say Latinos, we like, that's a really big group of people. We should just say Mexicans because that's all we know. Yeah, but a lot of the cultures in the Latino culture tend to be similar. pretty similar. Yeah. You were just talking about how the food in. And it's not even Latino, but like South Africa. It's South Africa? No, it's East Africa. East Africa. It's similar, right? Not the same. But some of the things reminded you of the Mexican culture, which is like weird. I am really, I have a theory and a lot of people have that theory that uh, people actually migrated before Columbus came in and did the whole ordeal. Mm -hmm. So there are like some resemblances of African people in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Oh, just, like their culture and things like that before Probably. the white men, quote unquote, discovered Mexico. <laughs> Anyways, super anyway. passive aggressive. I am moving on to the actual theme. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about why this idea that saving yourself for marriage makes you. It's a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But there's this so, idea of how it makes you pure and well, it has this like connotation that is like the ultimate like purity and you want as a more as a male i'm gonna say here if you score a girl that's a virgin is like man you're lucky like she is pure well let's let's first no let's acknowledge the elephant in the room (laughs) that gender roles are actually a a a people idea it's a society established Mm -hmm. There's nothing that says men should do this, women should do that. As society, you identify these things. I mean, some of it might come from, like, the Bible, right? right. Like, those ide- ideologies of, like, what a male is supposed to do versus a female. Well, and again, every religion, every person that reads the Bible, it's going to interpret it to fit their narrative and whatever they want to... Establish it within their yeah, own society. That fulfills yeah. whatever they believe in already, right? Well, so, the fact that it's... The name is virgin, you know? Like, your virginity as in... Like, who does it remind you of the Virgin Mary? Like, right. I, I do think that it has to do with with religion, in, and especially in societies that come from religion, even if they're Protestant or Christian, not necessarily Catholic. I still think that there's some sort of idea that the woman is, like, seen as this pure... We talked about it in season one in motherhood mm-hmm. and, and mm, just, just like womanhood. Murder. Yeah, like, women and their motherhood and their wifehood or <laughs> motherhood is, we're supposed to be these like oh like, like you sacrifice everything for your family your children you put your own happiness at stake right yeah. and mm-hmm. i think like sexuality kind of brings that in like your worth is aligned with your virginity or your sexuality there's actually this um i was reading well i was going back to lectures and books that i read because I'm a nerd before we did this episode and it said that during the Victorian age which established a lot of the social norms in Latin America like women proper women did not enjoy sex like if you were a proper woman like if you were like 
you know, a woman with class. Mm-hmm. You know, not like a little raggedy, because socialism is a big deal. Right, right. Um, you didn't enjoy it. Like, you got married, and you mm-hmm. became the man's property. In Latin America specifically, you mm-hmm. actually say they. So if you get married, let's say my name is Encinas, right? Your mm-hmm. last name is Ontiveros, and I married you, and I was the man. You would be Tania Ontiveros de Encinas. They, you belong, yeah. You yep. belong to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where in the states, you just lose your last name all completely, <laughs> along with your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were a proper wife, mm-hmm. then you allow the men to do whatever they want to you and your right and your role as a as a woman it's purely reproduction right you are here to birth children Mm -hmm. and not enjoy the process right yikes and it's like sexuality is like a male privilege like male are Mm -hmm. the one that are supposed to dude i just read actually like two weeks ago i was going through facebook of course and there was a meme about like a snippet of school for australian women so now it's not just about Latino culture. I think it's just in general. Um, but there was a snippet of like middle school or high school for women. And it literally said like, you have to do your hair after your husband comes from work and you served him like dinner and he already had sex oh, with you. Oh, I think you. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you can't and, and you have to have your makeup done. You can't do your night routine prior to your husband mm-hmm. having sex with you because he's not going to be aroused by you having your curlers on or whatever mm-hmm. and you're supposed to enjoy it just enough so that he's turned to on, turn by him on. Mm-hmm. but you can't like let loose yeah, and enjoy like, it yeah mm-hmm. no like that's not what proper women do so i think there's this idea that like men are the ones that have the privilege to enjoy sexuality women don't it's a men right which is the ironic part of that Ladies and gentlemen, fact 395. The clitoris is the only part of the body that its sole purpose is to give sexual pleasure. The penis can actually give pleasure, but it has a task of urination and fertilization. Mm -hmm. Where the clitoris literally serves no other purpose than to just give sexual pleasure pleasure so women one man zero (laughs) we literally have an organ that's just for that so Mm -hmm. talk about sex privilege sexuality and privilege like right biologically now society that goes out the window right yeah but to me also that component that we were talking about with religion the fact that your purity your deserving of love's I mean, of God's forgiveness and love and acceptance is solely based on that purity that it's attached to your virginity, hymen. to your hymen. Yeah. To me, it's like mind boggling <laughs> yeah. that it's you can be the shitty. And that's what the example that I was telling you, telling you. So you can be the shittiest person, treat people poorly, be a two faced Catholic or whatever other religion yeah, as long as you're a virgin, you're solid, baby girl. To me, that's just, like really like that just is the idea such of virginity. Like, I lost my virginity. Like, I yeah, I just lost my keys. I lost my virginity. I don't. I'm not really sure where I placed it. <laughs> I'll tell you where you placed it. Like, is it is it a thing that you just? lose like and i know my grandma used to call it like the treasure el tesorito el tesorito <laughs> like you don't lose your treasure like let me make sure i don't leave my ju- my family jewels but the choice <laughs> my jewels but the choice the word choice too tesorito that implies it's very valuable like that implies is like you were talking about the family honor last episode on the last names and familia, blah, blah, blah. And that, how the honor of your family is in your shoulders. Now it's in your virginity, right? Like your hymen. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the word that they use, tesorito, the treasure, implies how valuable this is. And once gone, you've done Which is like, like shameless. crazy because you can be... A lawyer. You can be a doctor. The you more can successful. Be the most successful. And we're not even going to go that far. You can be like a, a young woman, you uh-huh. know, accepted to Yale or, yeah. or Stanford or something like that. Have like perfect grades. 
amazing, like, you know, be the most well-behaved, quote-unquote, woman in the planet. Mm-hmm. Like Mother Teresa over here. But you lost your virginity, and that's a reason for deception. Right. Or a reason for shame. Or a reason for... It, it just, to me, like, that just sounds crazy. You're not worthy of the love of your life anymore. Right. And which, it's so crazy to me, it, like, escalates things when we then not only reflect on women, like, let's shift the focus on men and their virginity. Right. Like, on the other hand, here we are pressured as women to, like, let's, let's take care of this family jewel and men are savages, so we need to make sure this is taken care of. Meanwhile, a man that might be saving himself for the right woman is pressured to mm-hmm. give it up, like, give it up, right? Like, they don't... In society, I think if a male is from a religion where they also value that, because there are some religions that also the male saves himself for marriage, and it is the same thing. Like, you're not pure in the eyes of Christ, of whoever you're serving. So in that context of the religion, I think that some religions, some cultures do value that. But when we look at society as a whole, and especially the more modern society, and historically too, I think there is that other contrast of what you're talking about where it's almost celebrated right and it's encouraged to lose their virginity at an earlier age age than women right and if not what happens they're shamed Mm -hmm. they're they get demasculinized like their masculinity goes out the window like yes you're kind of seen as a wimp or mm-hmm. whatever. I do think that there's a lot of pressure. Um, and I and this is just speaking. I'm not a man. I, I don't know what that is like. Are you sure? But this is just from asking questions with some of my guy friends. So again, this is limiting my vision from who I'm surrounded with. But I do think that a lot of men get um, their sexuality ideology on porn. Or mm. or the conversations that they have with their friends. But there's no, like, okay, do it safely. Like, there's a lot of, like, take it and you're the man. Like, mm-hmm. society just... I, I mean, we can even jump into, like, rape, right? And how society seems like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Not okay, but we've noticed in the past year or so that there's been cases of men that deliberately raped a woman and they got mm-hmm. 30 days of probation because their poor little manly lives might get destructed by the because there's scholarship it's at stake right so I, I think like there's this duality to sex when it comes to women and men mm-hmm. where yeah for women it's like oh pobrecita where in men it's like take it yeah and I think that the going back to what you were saying that the masculinization of male I can I can totally see like a group of little middle schoolers and how they're, if one of their friends, the football player, is the one that had sex with the cheerleader. I mean, very stereotypical here, but, right? And that's the cool thing to do when they talk about it. If I'm in, as a, as a little young male in that group, imagine saying like, no, I haven't had sex. What that's going to look like. The mm-hmm. amount of like bullying that that brings and shame and guilt and and a lot of times like girls can be the ones that make the the decision right like if the girl says hey my mom's gone for the weekend i was showing uh tanya the song from j cole Uh right and the little girl's actually the one that asks him through a note like have you ever had sex Mm -hmm. my my mom is leaving for the weekend right j cole's like oh yeah i totally did it and he's like, no, I did it. Like, I'm <laughs> shitting my pants over here, like, mm-hmm. watching porn, trying to figure out how to, like, masturbate so yeah. I can hold it longer or whatever the expectation might be, right? There's, like, this really intense pressure, mm-hmm. especially if the woman is the one that makes the first move. Oh, yeah, I can imagine that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, crap, I can't, like, be a wimp. I can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, no, I haven't. Yeah. Let's do it together, how romantic. Like, not if you're trying to, like, hold... A mm-hmm. reputation. Yeah, but even, I guess I think you mentioned when we were talking about this, you mentioned something about, like, as parents even, like, and listen, if you're listening and you have children and you have boys and girls, like, do an honest little check-in with yourself. Like, how would I feel if my daughter comes up to me and says, Mom, I lost my virginity? 
versus if my boy, similar age or even same age, comes up to me and says, I lost my virginity, right? Like, like how would that make you feel if it comes from your little girl versus your 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 little boy? Right? Like I feel like even 2020 with everything that's going on and how much things have shifted, I think there's still a little bias in there oh, that, that with the girls is like, oh my God, like my poor baby. Me. You're not my baby anymore. And the boy's like, that's my boy. Out <laughs> of boy. Like <laughs> come to daddy. Like I'm proud of you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this duality, right? Like, yeah. Well, and then if as we move more towards like the nows, I think that sex has shifted. Mm-hmm. I think maybe when we were younger, which makes me feel super old when I say that. Except that in dating. <laughs> I know. Like sex was like a thing that you did if you were really comfortable with the person. And there had to be, like, dating was actually, like, around having sex. Like, like if you I were really, in a relationship. Right, like, you're holding on to your treasure so that he can wine and dine you and bring you flowers. Super stereotypical, I know. Mm-hmm. Right? But then, like, finally you give it up and it's like, oh, that relationship went downhill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where, as now, we're seeing, like, oh, I just had sex. It's great. Like, that's my booty call. That's my friend with benefits. You were talking about, I was going to say, friends with benefits last episode, too. Yeah, I, I feel like sex is shifting. The idea of sex and what it entails is shifting a little bit. Uh, I think it also has to do with like your family culture, your culture in general, and the the society within you function, right? Mm-hmm. But I I do think that like sex nowadays doesn't necessarily mean commitment. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're growing up in a society or in a culture where virginity is such a big deal. And you lost it with X, Y, and Z. You just kind of have to, like, be committed to this person. Mm-hmm. Mm. It puts a lot of pressure. Like, if I lose it with my boyfriend, now I have to stay with him. Because. Right. That's what mama said, so. But I think now, like you said, we're seeing more of the, I'm just having sex for shits and giggles. Shits and giggles and literally fun. And I'm meeting my needs. But I'm not, like you said last time with dating, too, like. People are not ready to date fully, to commit in the relationship, but you still want to have sex. Yeah. And do we shame people for that? Like, do we shame men or women that want to do that? And do we shame men and call them like, of course you guys do that because you can't control your urges. But if it's a woman, do we try to empower her to to fulfill her urges well and i think that there's a lot of pressure in that um because women are now becoming more open to saying this is what i like this is how i like it Mm -hmm. i want it like this you know or Mm -hmm. i I am okay with this or whatever um but the shame that men feel when a woman does that Mm -hmm. like like if the man doesn't want it yeah Mm -hmm. like if you go on a date you guys are vibing. Everything is great. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the apartment and the guy's kind of like, oh, I'm not really feeling it. I'm tired. I worked a lot. I really or just, I just to don't want to. Or I just don't want to. Yeah. Like without a reason, without, without a reason. an excuse, I yes. don't want to have sex. On the, the fact first that I came up with excuses just shows you yeah. how internalized it is. <laughs> yeah, the fact that right now you're like, oh, if the guy this is the guy that I was. What if the guy just straight up doesn't want to have sex on right. the first night? And if the female wants to and she's like, okay, like. You took me out to dinner. I'm here. I'm waiting. There's like a lot of shame if the mm-hmm. man doesn't perform. Right. There's like pressure in, in that role. Like mm-hmm. if a man doesn't want to have sex, like what? Are you a wimp? Like yeah. who doesn't want to have sex with their woman? What the fuck? And, and it's a thing though. As girls, like we have that group text with the girls or like we go out to brunch with them the next morning and they're, everybody's like, so? How was it? How was it? Did and he then, last? Uh-huh, and you're like... <laughs> Let me tell you, he didn't want to do it. And we're all going to be like, why? Like, what's wrong with him? And then we start like, girl, like, don't worry. You're beautiful. His loss. Like, poor guy just didn't want to have sex. (laughs) But then if a man does the same thing, Mm -hmm. like if a man says, I want to have sex. And we're like, no, I don't want to. And they don't respect our wishes. Mm -hmm. Right? Like. What are they going to do? Go back and be like, oh, this girl didn't want to. What? Mm-hmm. Man, you are beautiful. Your penis is so <laughs> worth it. Her loss. You know, like. <laughs> I know yeah. it sounds silly, but like legit, like the, there's a duality there. Yeah, there because is. Because men are seen as like these big. Like they should always creatures. be available. 
And they should always be available. And they always want it. Like, how dare you not always want it? Yeah. They're beasts. That's why we got to take care of ourselves. <laughs> like, it, it just, to me, it just doesn't rub the right way that... I it, Neither of the roles rubs the right way to me. Because I, I feel like men should be able to say, I don't want to have sex today, and it is what it is, and there's no shame attached to it. Mm-hmm. And, and vice versa woman, for yeah. women. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, women should be able to say, no, I don't want it, and then that's it. Like And, and no, period. No, like, no, I have a headache. No, I have to wake up tomorrow early. No, I'm not. No, thank you. Rain check me. <laughs> we'll do that tomorrow. Right. Right, like, you shouldn't have to for both genders for both genders yeah Mm -hmm. and if the woman or the man wants to just embrace their sexuality and casually have sex and do that why do we feel the yeah the 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 need to label that or shame them and now they're a hoe she's a hoe well what about the wap video with cardi b and uh Mm -hmm. what is her face megan 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 the Stallion. The Stallion, yeah. It's because she's tall, so that's what she calls I herself can't, Stallion. Yeah, okay. I can see anyway, that. Yeah. But there was a lot of controversy around that song and like how dare you empower women, women for having... to embrace their sexuality and But then again you have you have songs that are like fuck these bitches and she sucks. I mean the song to the window, <laughs> to the wall, to, to the, the sweat dropped on my Damn, Damn this bitch! <laughs> I, I mean, the whole song is about him fucking. That's objectifying a woman. And yet, when women objectify themselves and own their sexuality and their pleasure, now it's problematic. <laughs> and maybe, I guess a, a lot of the controversy was around, like, oh, for young children and whatnot. Let's get Kids Bop 9, guys. Yes. <laughs> can, we, can we do a Kids, uh, kids, kids Bop version of WAP? <laughs> Wet as pop pelota. <laughs> no, I was thinking of balls too, but then it's like also bad. Wet as popsicle. Anyways, that's sexual too. Uh, anyway, okay, but so, but it goes to show how still twenty twenty we're still doing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And well, and I think there's like a, a sexuality in women kind of gives you going back to the proper woman crap like. Mm-hmm. The women that are not proper, the chastised women, the women that, oh, shame on you. The more they're the free. hoes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember back in the day, my grandma saying that I shouldn't wear red red nail polish or red lipstick because those are the colors of the whores, right? Prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Because women owning those colors or whatever, it was the ones that were already chastised. The ones that were not, mm. that are not proper. You know, proper women... Don't say anything. We look down. We smile. What? And I love a good cut eye with the red lip. I don't oh, know how yeah, to do it. Oh, hell yeah. Me too, dude. I'm freaking cheap. Cut as hell, remember? <laughs> Big hoops. The bigger the hoop, the bigger the, bigger the, the <laughs> But But even the fact that we label colors and clothing and makeup and earrings and things like that. Or use it as an excuse to rape women. Mm-hmm. Mm, right? Ooh. Like, oh, well, she was yeah. wearing a short skirt and that's why... She yeah. was calling. We are not able to hold our instincts, so we had to rape her. Because mm-hmm. her booty can we get it? Can we please get rid of the "boys will be boys" mentality? Uh, that's a you. whole nother episode, but just throwing it out there <laughs> for well, now. And I think that like that just opens up the can of worm of like, is there a safe space to have sex? Like, do we have a space in society where sex is okay? And there's no, like, pressure in you being, like, a man or you being a woman. Personally, for me, is my late 20s. Like, I think that's when I was able to kind of be okay with being a proper woman and also enjoying my sex life. Hmm. And being okay with the space that I held as a woman. Well, and I think sex on itself, even though we are coming at it with the light of, like, eh, sex, we shouldn't look that deep into it but it does come with some emotional reaction that there isn't a lot of research we were looking and this goes like 2016 as recent as 2016 there hasn't been a lot of extended fully in-depth research to see the the repercussions of like sexual activity losing your virginity whatever you might call it we still don't know what that happens reactions Mm -hmm. we still don't know a lot of how that impacts you in in an emotional level but I wonder, because I hear you say, like, late 20s. 
So we know the research, the brain is like mid-20s where it's fully developed. So that's when you finally develop everything and you're able to use that rational thinking and differentiate between this is me being just free and acknowledging my body and embracing my sexuality, but it doesn't define me. It doesn't take away from my value. It doesn't mean that I have to stay in this relationship, even if it's toxic, just because I gave him my virginity, right? At 20. Gave him your virginity? I mean, just because I decided to have sex with the person. Right. But that, but that's, again, if I've internalized this historically in my culture, that's how I'm going to think of it. Right. Right. So I wonder if that's why, because I would agree with you, like your late twenties or early thirties, late twenties. It's like when you're like, I'm just going to do me boo boo. Well, I think last time we talked about, I talked about in, in our dating episode i talked about me being celibate for like 10 months or something like that i think i said mm-hmm. and and something i think it was 10 months dude i'm not even sure right, i know but it was I, like I just laughed because you're like i think i said 10 months that's it <laughs> are you lying to us <laughs> no. no i i just know that it was longer than nine months point of the matter is i that me in that intent was me trying to figure out if sexuality was fucking with me so bad that it didn't allow me to think clearly Mm. you know what i mean like am i is my need for that affection that intimacy that pleasure so bad that it's like attracting that is clouding my my perception (laughs) (laughs) that is like attracting clouds right (laughs) this joke of sexuality that i have am i attracting a circus But it, that's why I took a break. Like, I'm like, do I need, is there, is there something going on with my sexuality that is making me attract a certain type of person and devaluing myself? Mm. Like, because then I had to kind of be more, I was more in control. Like, no, I'm celibate. You're cute, but I'm not mm. giving it up. If and you're then, still willing to put in the effort. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started seeing a shift. And that's when my phone became really dry. <laughs> Like, it was just <laughs> not only your phone <laughs> <laughs> but it, it because it really created this space where i had a very clear boundary mm-hmm. that i was able to hold and people weren't able to trump over you know and it really gave me that practice to say no mm, no thank you i'm celibate like yeah and it and it allowed me to then get into the dual space where i was like can i have sex whenever i want to and the answer is yes, you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because I, I was sexually active in such a young age, that place of me setting boundaries and saying, no, I don't want to, was so gray mm-hmm. and so uncomfortable because I didn't have the practice to say no. Right. That, that to me is bringing up that question of the fact that you had to consider how your sexuality and you embracing it and being a free spirit when it comes to like casually having sex if that's the case i'm not saying that's what you were doing but the fact that you question that as being one of the factors that is getting in the way of you finding true meaningful connection and relationships with people part of me is conflicted because i wonder if that's that society standard and pressure of like if if the base which i mean yeah if the base and foundation of your relationship is purely sexual chemistry then we have a little bit of a problem here houston but i wonder if that's the because part of me is like oh i wonder if society put a lot of pressure on you that you start questioning like i in order for me to find that love and intimate connection i need to like hold off on the sex right and, and which i mean it might be genuine it might be true but now I'm, I'm in that space. I'm like, huh, is that what needs to happen then? Right? But again, we don't have a lot of research. I think it comes down to, to consent. Like, consent is such a hard idea. It I, shouldn't, though. It's pretty black and white. Right. But but because, I don't know, I, I don't know about the rest of the people and the listeners here. I didn't come from a family where sex, sex orientation, sexual talk, whatever you yeah, want to talk I, it i think we both mentioned it at some, in another episode how we didn't get the birds and the bees talk no it was like here's a book <laughs> and so because there wasn't that conversation 
I didn't feel comfortable saying no. And and mm-hmm. I'm super big about about that with my daughter. Like, if she doesn't want to hug you, she doesn't want to hug you. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't want to give you a kiss when she says hi, she doesn't want to. And she's able to say that. But that idea is such a modern idea. Like, right. your body, your choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet almost anything right now, as men and women are listening, that at some point of time, if you're in your late 30s or early 30s, uh, in your 30s, I'll say... You have probably been in a situation where you maybe didn't want to have sex, mm-hmm. but you felt like the pressure was on and you had to shut the fuck up and do it. And it wasn't fully like, no, I don't want to, like, in your face, but you just weren't feeling it. Like, this person didn't really seem as attractive. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, you were not in the mood. Whatever the reason may be. And, and you're like, man, they're already at my house. We already had a great dinner. He paid for dinner. <laughs> she paid for dinner. I yeah. mean, it might be a men or a female situation. She came all the way here. Right. Like, oh, man. You know? And and the shame and the guilt, like, probably got you to do something you weren't really comfortable doing. Right. And I think it's just, like, as a society, consent wasn't really something that was talked about. Mm-hmm. But I, and, and and I nevertheless, think, sex, period. But Yeah. And I think that's a, a big piece, too. The fact that when we think of consent, we think of extreme. Like, oh, if I didn't give consent, then and then we think of the opposite of rape or sexual assault as this like extreme idea. Like if what my definition of I didn't give consent and I kept going with something because I didn't feel safe, I didn't feel comfortable, I felt guilty, right? That is non-consensual. Maybe I don't have the strength, the power, the whatever to state my no verbally, but my body language is communicating that, right? But I don't know. So it's a very great area. But I think as a society, we got to this point where we think of consent in that extreme notion of if not, it's rape. And no, that wasn't rape. We went to dinner. I paid for your food. We are boyfriend and girlfriend. We're married. I can't rape you if we're married, right? Like it's very, but it's very extreme right. where we've come to accept as consensual and non-consensual sexual contact where I think things like that, like you were saying, right? If I go out to dinner with someone and then we end up hanging out, that guilt might prevent me from saying no. And then I do end up putting myself in a situation where, eh, I'm just going to go with it. You just kind of like push through it. Yeah, like power through, yeah. like a champ. I don't Like a champ is in itself toxic. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like we've come mentality. to this place where right. like, well, he's my boyfriend, I can't say no. Or, or, or she's my girlfriend, I can't mm-hmm. say no. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I I think, like, consent just has so much to it. I even think that consent comes to, like, text messages. Like, I don't want a dick pic. Oh, yes. Or women. Women. I don't don't want a titty pic, yo. Like, they're nice. Or you're... They're nice. I appreciate that you have me in your mind. (laughs) But right now, my eyes are not ready for it. Like, especially having a kid, dude. Like, sometimes my daughter's laying next to me. I, I just don't open, well, I'm married pretty much now, so it doesn't happen. But uh-huh. back in the day, like, if I was talking to anybody, I'd be afraid of opening text messages. Like, my child's right here. I don't know right. what people are going to send. I'm mm-hmm. just going to not open my phone and play right. video games. Yeah. Because that consent, there's visual, there's... If you're calling, what are you wearing? Like, ah, oh, my ear got raped. <laughs> Hang up. Like, mm-hmm. consent has to be... I think consent just has a lot more than just the sexual piece. Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with text messages, with conversations, with, like, if I'm not ready to talk about it, I'm not ready to talk about it. Yeah, period. boundaries of, like, that's where my line is. Mm-hmm. Even if we are in the middle of sex and you want to try something as my partner and I don't feel comfortable, even within the act that your penis is already inside my vagina, I still have to give consent for whatever act comes next, right? And it's... It's a very complex situation and it's not talked about consent. And that is very problematic. There was this, I'm going to say trendy for a lack of a better word. And I'm saying trendy because it was very public. That's why I'm saying trendy. Not because it's something that you should do and it's trendy to do. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the, I'm going to, men, I'm going to say men for a lack because there's, I'm sure there's different situations. Uh, We're putting on condoms having sex and then the middle of the act of sex well the girl wasn't looking or whatever they would take off the condom and then continue the rest i don't remember what it was called but like that's also consent guys (laughs) 
like if yeah. she is not okay with you not wearing a condom you are not allowed to take it off and then penetrate her afterwards like no you keep it on <laughs> until the end of time until she says take it off like it, but it was it was i don't remember what it was called but i do remember like Oh. seeing things online about it that's also but considered that's exactly rape. yeah like that's exactly what i'm talking about even within the act that you already consent to and you are in the middle of an act and you change your mind or you're like actually never mind i don't want to do this your partner whoever you're with has to respect that and it doesn't matter if it's male on male or female on female any like or three or you- four people involved the moment you say no it's no. It's no. It, and again, it, it can be a no, period. No one like, no, that hurts. Or like, no, I changed my mind. Or no, I'm actually tired. Like, it's nope. a nope. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm done. Thanks. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. I'm going to call an Uber now. So like, sweetie, I changed my mind. But the fact that like, if you feel afraid to say no, that in itself is a red flag. Like, this is probably a person you shouldn't have around. Right. I think it's kind of like what we said last time. If you are hesitant or scared to state your boundaries, expectations, whatever in a relationship, your standards, probably the wrong relationship if you think it's going to go south. And if if you're a man and you want the woman to bring her car Mm -hmm. and she gets mad because you don't want to drive her home afterwards, Mm -hmm. that's on her. Like, yeah, I with my boys and I say my boys because there's little boys that I have around in my life. I say, be careful with women, too. Like, you have to be careful with women, too. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel comfortable, if you feel uncomfortable with her coming over, mm-hmm. yeah, don't bring her over. Have her take an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> like, or, or that song that you were talking about, that they, the, the, the girls that are a little more advanced in their experience, are like, oh, come over, my parents are gone for the weekend. And you're already can- like, mm, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, say no. Yeah. Like, no, I'm okay. And I, I think that that goes to show a lot how, like, the discrepancy, too, between, like, the shame that's attached to men coming out with their um, stories about being sexually abused or molested or whatever, right? There's a lot of shame attached to, to men reporting, and that's why we see the differences in I think there's research. a lot of, um, when it comes to sexual abuse... I think for men is more complex than women. And hey, hear me out on it. I don't like doing the this is more than that. I, I really dislike using that verbiage. But what I've seen as a therapist is that sometimes the idea that men own sexuality and it's a privilege to have sexuality there's this fear of saying I was sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And so their way of coping with it is by flaunting it and be like, dude. The teacher wanted this D. When in reality, there might be a lot of like emotions of shame and dislike. I mean, you're still getting all of your boundaries like ran over, right? Mm-hmm. And but this idea of like, oh, I can't really complain about it because if I complain about it, I'm gonna be sim- seen as a wimp. Mm-hmm. Really brings a lot of complexity to the trauma. Because now we have to dig as, as therapists deeper mm-hmm. for them to tell the true feelings. The first few sessions are, oh, no, man, it was great. Like, right. I still I see it. it. Like, I still see it to this day. Like, if there is one of those cases that you mentioned, and that's one example, right? There's multiple ways that this happens. But that context of the teacher and student, if this happens and there's like a news thing and it's on social media, all the, co- the, the, uh, all the, the, comments. Um, the comments from male adult males is like oh you enjoyed this shut up like a blah 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 like oh that boy like where were these teachers when i was in school like a lot of like glorifying that abuse because it is a younger with an older woman women mm-hmm. right so imagine seeing that as a victim like what is that what message does that sound like oh i better shut up and actually turn it around like you said and start embracing that sexuality which now which is like the perfect recipe for violent men because mm-hmm. now there's this like undercover hatred towards women mm-hmm. because they took that away so now I'm gonna punish every woman that I can find mm-hmm. so they know what it feels like and that's how you perfect recipe for DB mm-hmm. so with that being said I think it's important to talk about sex and Latino culture right just like as we always do <laughs> yeah um, not that DB is prevalent in all latino households but i think that a lot of that 
men own sex is it can be very machismo machista yeah it's very it's seen a lot more in latino community mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say over other cultures because i know that there are other cultures where mm-hmm. men own that i mean there's little girls that get all of their genitalia removed by like age 10 to marry older men in other countries mm-hmm. um but i but because i am mexican and because i am part of that um culture i know that there is this belief that as much as men are supposed to be good husbands and blah 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 they still have like an instinct that they can't really like hold down and they might cheat because women might seduce them like or we get questioned as if if you're in a in, in this culture and your man goes out and cheat on you it's like por qué like why did you do you weren't making him happy you what did you didn't you weren't meeting his needs Right, like there's a lot of that comes right back to the the female counterpart part and questioning, like, well, why, why did he have to step out of the house to look for, whatever? How did you neglect him? Uh huh. Like we have to, like it's our responsibility to fulfill every single. Again, desire. going back to the virgin martyr, you know, mm-hmm. womanhood idea, and even in the Latino community, I wonder if there's also that sense of like this is a story about someone that I I think it was back in like I was in Mexico still and keep in mind again I moved here when I was 15 so it must have been around middle school but for whatever reason this conversation came up and um, somebody said that their mom had never experienced an orgasm and they had like six kids right so that goes to show that part that we were talking about at the beginning of like decent women our role is fully reproduction we are not supposed to enjoy it. I mean, now I'm kind of wondering, huh, why did you have this conversation with your mom when you were like in sixth <laughs> grade or seventh right? grade? Where the boundaries hella blurred. <laughs> but I don't know, for some reason that kind of stuck with me like ever since then. I was like, like I mean, mind you again, I had no idea what an orgasm was or like what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> but the fact that she's like, oh yeah, my mom like, nunca da 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 da. And I was like, huh, I have no idea what they're talking about, but that sounds horrible. <laughs> But that goes to show in the Latino Mexican community, it's that role of like you're only here to have kids and that's it, and your life should evolve around children. Right. You are supposed to be like, oh, darlo todo por tus hijos. Right. I think the the term that I wanted to bring up today was Marianismo, which is a term that I first heard of when I was in my bachelor's, um, and I'm a hippie, as you guys may know. But Marianismo kind of is the idea of women being like Mary. Like the Virgin Mary, right? Mm. It's a you're supposed to be docile and pure and decent and loving. And I don't know if you guys know anything about Catholicism or Christianity, but the Virgin Mary was pretty much on Jesus's butt like all the time. Mm-hmm. Wherever he would go, mom would follow and cry and die and whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was a virgin. The Holy Spirit actually right. got her pregnant, mm-hmm. not her twenty-some-year-old husband, because she was like fourteen. Um, like, she ended up being pregnant of Jesus when she was, like, 15 or 16. Right, she was young. Right, so there's this idea, like, oh, you are going to have a child and you're just supposed to, your world evolves around that child. But that's what brings honor to the family. If mm-hmm. you're a good wife, you're putting the family's name up there. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. you're a good mother, then you're you're decent and you are proud and you hold a very high status socially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it, uh, this is a great example in, in novelas and stuff. Like, you have a society of rich women, right, that hang out together. They're mm-hmm. all married. And they all pretend like everything is fine in their family. And they never talk about what everything's wrong. Mm-hmm. And they go for cafecito or tea. Mm-hmm. And they all hang out together. But these are women that hold a very high status in society they're like mm-hmm. las mujeres decentes you know the women that are very decent and uppity and whatever and they hang out mm-hmm. and they're, they they kind of create this little society and these are the women that have power but they all have to be married mm-hmm. and they all have to be like good wives yeah and i think a lot of what we see in novelas too too like you're saying like the novela role the stereotypical is like a lot of the la villana the, the, the villain, villain. Is the sexy with the red lip and the tight little short dress. And that's the one that the good, the husband of the good wife goes out and cheats 
with, <laughs> right? Because right. again, we see the whole like you as a good what makes you a good deserving woman of like a good life it's being pure and whole and decent but i still want the little more free spirited free sexuality yeah but that one's the the one that ends up crazy or in jail or you die or whatever Mm -hmm. heartless never wants to have kids and it's never accepted in society no right because she's a hoe the hoe the hoe but then and then the good one is like this little oh naive loving dedicated girl that is constantly getting abused and mistreated mm-hmm. yeah and then when she finally like becomes the oh the novela is when she gets married mm-hmm. yeah the, the happy ending <laughs> the happy literally ending. and every single novela is the wedding the wedding is the happy yeah ending. like fuck my doctorate man <laughs> let me get married that's what makes me a good woman yeah but then again it goes back to well the quinceañeras is a perfect example the reason why quinceañeras were invented was because the dads would show their daughter off like as a as a young woman as a no as like you're ready to get married who wants to marry my beautiful daughter well, that's what i'm saying Look like how, as a young woman available like for right the next display step. that's the word I you're was not a for. baby girl anymore is that the quinceañeras that transition between being a little girl and now you're a young woman that's why yeah. they changed the shoe right? right like you go from like a little zapato de niña to a heel yeah, and you she's, throw away la muñeca because you're not playing anymore. <laughs> and she's wearing a freaking wedding dress, low key. Yeah. Like, look how doesn't she look beautiful in a wedding dress? Don't you want her how like this? Twisted her. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have one. Now. I had one. One hundred percent had one. I did not have a quinceañera. But N- now it, it's and all the falling boys, into play. And the boys catch a heart, a heart pillow. Yeah. Let's see who's gonna catch her heart. Who's mm-hmm. the lucky man? my gosh i never really stopped to think about like <laughs> I, believe you it. I mean i guess i no i never thought about it in that sense because i get the sense of like it's that transition that that bridge between like i'm no longer it's a baby girl 100 women it's 100 sex right. it's the path to womanhood right like i get that idea and the i knew to all being of able to birth but having this conversation <laughs> that we've been having around virginity and sexuality and what society thinks that it should be now i'm like damn kind of a dark thing. i mean sweet 16 in same, america sweet same 16, concept same right concept but then let's think about this in the male too because we're focusing a lot on the female mm-hmm. the pressure of a 16 year old boy mm-hmm. to marry a 15 year old girl and having to provide for a whole family yeah like talk about pressure because the woman's supposed to stay at home and cook and clean and whatever and I he's know. supposed to be working i know so many like Client, not only my clients, but also like outside of general, work. Like yeah. I do not see like at a fifteen-year-old right now supporting a whole ass family. Like, but that's the expectation, right? Like, men is supposed to provide, and then that I think that's the connection with sex. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you want to have sex? Well, you gotta be ready to make your wife pregnant and take care of a child, and da 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 da. Like, you know, I think there's also like this pressure of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even parents right now, I hear it still to this day. We're like, no, quieren, quieren hacer cosas de grandes, pues ahí está. Like, now you have to deal with the consequences. You want to act like adults by having sex, then that deal is with so, it. That is so, like, toxic, though. What is, like, you want to act like adults? Let me give you the reasons why I would prefer for you to wait. Mm-hmm. And if you don't wait out of curiosity or whatever, which is typical for an adolescent development. Very let me give immediate you- gratification brains. <laughs> sex gratification get it (laughs) but let me give you the tools so you can do it safely Mm -hmm. not that i'm saying go ahead and have all the sex that you want to have but at least let me have this open communication with you about what it is like drugs and alcohol and everything else that's out there that can not not only that burn and crash right for me the biggest the bigger piece aside from safety of course number one priority always is that attachment to your your worth your self-worth as a woman with that virginity piece your self-worth as a male and having to be cool and join the club right like that safety issue of like talking about it but that pressure to me is like mentally like it can mess you up Mm -hmm. pretty bad Mm -hmm. if that's all you value your self-worth of yeah like absolutely little thing which bt dubs i learned that it can be reconstructed through plastic surgery so I'm if rolling that, my eyes so loud right now, guys. But if that's rolling something that you are 
valuing your self-worth on and again goes right back to what i was saying earlier with religion if that's the one thing that makes you worthy of your hymen you can pay for it literally like they can make it well it was like ti taking his daughter to the doctors every oh. year to make sure that she was still a virgin like that was guys, hella toxic oh my god your dad going to your gynecologist what if i masturbate and i like by accident mess up my hymen because i went a little too deep (laughs) and now there goes my relationship with my father because there Mm -hmm. goes my hymen like that shaming oh my Mm -hmm. god like the pressure i mean whatever if that's how they deal with their relationship that's on them right but i i think it's important that we really question the worth that we put on men and women based on their sexuality like it's mm-hmm. just kind of not and and in latino culture there's a lot more to that than just the sexuality i think there's more the gender roles that oh, society yeah. constructed mm-hmm. and the cleaning and washing and cooking and taking care of versus sexuality that. is just a piece of that right like yeah. you're not i don't know but i think at the end of the day the message here is to pay attention to what society standards are or expectations even when it comes to sexuality um just like we said with dating as long as you're being responsible with this and transparent and honest with the other because again it is very like consent it's about you and a very individual decision that you get to make however when it comes to relationships whether it's sexual emotional dating whatever it involves somebody else's emotions. So as long as you're being honest and open and fully transparent about your intent and your decisions, I think there's no shame in doing what works for you. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy, makes full feel like and fully be you. Be you. Do be you happy? Do you boo? Yeah. I think um it's important that you also take the minute if you are in the later generation Mm -hmm. maybe in the earlier to acknowledge how sex connects to who you are as a person like Mm -hmm. is this something that i realize that as much as i'm yeah we're women enjoy your sexuality woohoo personally for me Mm -hmm. sex means a lot of intimacy right and it creates a lot of like connection to another person Mm -hmm. and i know now that i can't take it as lightly as would i would have wanted to Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really did. I really wanted to be like, I'm just, I have the same rights as men and I can F whoever I want and woo. But the reality is like, I'm, I'm really emotionally attached mm-hmm. to people in general. For and you. so exactly. I'm not, it doesn't mm-hmm. work out. So I think it's important if you do decide to start getting involved sexually or however you want to take it, it's important to kind of take a step back and say, how does this play something in my life? Is this just like a workout and I feel good about it and then I'm done? Great, do you? Mm-hmm. Is this something that is going to create shame and whatever in my mm. own idea of who I am? Then so be it. Like, you are allowed to say I am asexual because that makes me feel better about myself. Right. And and as parents, if you're listening to this, really encourage you to have this open and honest conversation with your children. I think it's important to say this. As therapists... It's so important. This, I'm, I'm backing it up with my years of experience. Mm-hmm. You have to teach your kids their body parts. Penis, vagina, anus, breasts. In Spanish too, if you're listening and you're a Spanish speaker, pene, vagina, everything. The kids have to know that they're private. Mm-hmm. The earlier you have the conversation, the easier it's going to be for you when they turn into teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're little... These are your private parts. Nobody touches them. You touch them. I mean, as early as three years, you can allow your kids to shower on their own and wash their own body parts mm-hmm. without you having to sit there and wash them for them. Mm-hmm. And, and allow them for that penis, that vagina, that anus to be the part that they're the only ones that touch. they touch. Right. Nobody else is supposed to touch them. And they're allowed to say no. Mm-hmm. Like even when you're, if you were to need to assist them during their shower, you can say like, hey, is it okay? Can I touch you over here to help you? Can I help you shower? Right? Like teaching that idea of consent at an early age, I think it's very, very, very important to a lot of the things that we see, unfortunately, in the, in the world is- right now with abuse and all that. Like, if as a parent, you're teaching your kid, hey, is it okay if mommy helps you over here? Like, they know, like, oh, they're asking for permission to touch my body. 
right? Because again, in the Latino culture and the Mexican culture, it's very like easy to like saluda tu tío, saluda esto. Like we we take a lot of that consent and that power mm-hmm. from children, right? But so you have to. As parents, we have to, it is our duty and responsibility to teach him about this and, by modeling that for them. And we can even step in. If you see that your little toddler is uncomfortable with Uncle Jimmy, <laughs> Uncle Mark, I don't know, I'm just Uncle coming Juan. up with random <laughs> like tickling them, and you notice that she or he is not uncomfortable, you are allowed to say, hey, tío, back off. Mm-hmm. Little Juanita doesn't feel comfortable right now. Back off. Right. It is 100% okay because now your kids is, are learning, oh, this is okay. Right. Like, my mo- I can always tell my mom to come in and help me out because a lot of times it's really hard for kids to set those boundaries straight, especially with big, bigger people. Right, with authority figures with authority. that, again, in Latino, it's very hierarchy, so we have to respect our elders. Um, but as a parent, again, it is our responsibility to teach them this, um, teach them about how... This does not take away their value as their own individual little self. Having sex with somebody, I'm using air quotes here, like losing your virginity, whatever you left it, doesn't make you less deserving or less worthy of love and affection and forever love and connection. Don't don't teach. Don't pass on that toxicity. Yeah. Let's talk about like, the emotional repercussions of having sex. How about that? Yeah, that feels a lot more comfortable for me than where did you leave it? Mm-hmm. Where is it? I thought you had it this morning and now it's lost. Well, shit. <laughs> so I think I think that's a good time to wrap it up. Uh, no pun intended. I see you. <laughs> Super inappropriate. The therapist here. Uh, but thank you guys. Hopefully you took something from this conversation today as always we appreciate your feedback let us know your thoughts if you agree or disagree with us share that with us we appreciate that always thank you for listening thank you for tuning in we hope to see you next time next time season two second trimester (laughs) we're birthing next season speaking of sex (laughs) all right bye bye. we hope this was the start of the conversation for you and know that you're not alone in whatever journey you're walking. We know these discussions might bring up some challenging emotions or thoughts, so please remember that although this is a safe space to start your healing process, it is not meant as a replacement for therapy. So please reach out and seek professional help. You're not alone. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant on the couch. Until next time.